All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is July 29th, 2021, and week 130. Now, as you guys are watching this, this is a pre-recorded message and this Thursday as well as the following two Thursdays will be pre-recorded because we're in the process of the tedious and expensive process of moving so we want to make make sure that uh, we have enough time to get things packed up and to get settled into our new places before we'll be back in front of you guys so a message will be up there somewhere on the screen that this is pre-recorded and so that people won't think we're ignoring their comments or anything like that so this is pre-recorded so as you can see from the title we'll be talking about what we are willing to do for the gospel or just for each other because there are certain people in our lives that will be that will that we are willing to go to the ends of the earth for but other people we look down on them you know they might have a lesser job than us or they may not be able to speak clearly like us and we won't do a lot for those but we have to treat everybody the same you know it's not just about our natural families or about rich people or something that uh, or somebody that you could expect something in return for it's about everybody so we'll be taking a look at what paul did and other situations in the bibles that's related to this so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message as always i hope you guys get something out of it thank you melvin before we get too ahead of ourselves, we do like to stop, take a moment to say a prayer. So if you guys have an opportunity to do so, we encourage you to join in with us. Gracious Lord, thank you for another blessed opportunity. Lord, we thank you for being an awesome God in our lives. Lord, you continue to bestow blessings upon us. Lord, we don't deserve the things that you do. Help us, Lord, to just keep the right attitude, keep the right mindset, keep the mindset of being grateful, being thankful, because you've been so good to us, Lord. No matter what happens to us in it, to us in this life, Lord, we're asking that you will continue to remind us there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, help us continue to hold the faith. No matter what, Lord, no matter how we may get discouraged, Lord, keep us holding on to your faith. As Paul said, that form of doctrine that was delivered to us, help us to keep hold of that, Lord, no matter what happens. And so, Lord, we're asking all these blessings and we're praying in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. 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 So we won't prolong it. We're going to move to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And if you don't have it, as usual, Melvin has done a fantastic job. So you can see <laughs> it on the screen if you are watching this. Um, so that's first Corinthians again, chapter nine and verse 23. And this I do for the gospel's sake that I might be partaker thereof with you. Now, Paul said, this is what he does. Now we're reading this. And so it's easy for me to read. It's easy for you to read. We can read and see Paul said, this is what he's doing for the gospel's sake. But what are we going to do is the question. What am I going to do as I sit here? What am I going to do, though, for the gospel's sake? Ask yourself today, what am I doing for the gospel's sake? Now, when we talk about the gospel, we're not just talking about Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. <laughs> it goes beyond that. 
Yeah, he died on the cross for you. But what are you going to do now for him? The only way we can do something for him is to do for each other. So what are we willing to do for the gospel? What are we willing to do? Melvin said as we open, what are we willing to do for one another? So Paul said, this is what I'm doing. Now the question is, what are we going to do? So that's what we're talking about tonight. What are you willing to do for the gospel? Again, we're not talking about only that Jesus Christ, he lived, he died on the cross, he rose again the third day. We're talking about more than that. What are we going to do as a result of what he did? He told us, let your light so shine so that somebody can see your good works. He's looking for us to do something. He's not looking for somebody to say, well, I believe in Jesus. He wants more than that. There's people saying that all over the world. He's looking for more. He's looking for so much more. You know, <laughs> when somebody owes us some money, man, when somebody says, look, I'm going to pay you, you can work a job. And they say, I'm going to pay you. And the day rolls around for them to pay you. You don't want to hear them say, well, I'm, I'm going to pay you. No, you want to see some action. You want to see them do something. That's what that's where that's where God is. He's heard us say what we're going to do. He's heard us talk about how we believe. But what are we going to do? So Paul said, this is what I'm doing. We're going to go back and cover a glimpse of what he was doing because Paul did so many magnificent things. We won't be able to look at everything he did, but we know he was dedicated to the gospel. He was dedicated to the people. It wasn't just about him. He was dedicated to people. If only we could have dedication to one another. You know, I was, I was talking to someone and I was trying to get them to understand. It's, you can see when a person is dedicated to people you're willing to do things for them even when you don't feel like it you know no matter the situation you'll try to do something for them. I remember uh, well I better leave that alone I, I, I've, <laughs> I've I've grown a little I won't say I've grown a whole lot I've grown some and God has taught me sometimes I need to keep my mouth closed so I'm going to practice that today, man. But let's keep going. <laughs> no, ye not. Uh, let's go back up, actually. Uh, I want to go back up. Let's go back up to uh, 17. Uh, let's go to 16, actually. But though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. Mm -hmm. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me. If I preach not the gospel, he said, look, even though I'm preaching the gospel. The, the news of God, the news of Christ. He said, I don't have nothing to be bragging about, nothing to boast about. Keep going for me, Melvin. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. That's what we're all in here for. We want a reward. You know, 
whatever we're doing in life, we're doing it for the reward out of it. If you eat, you want the reward of satisfaction. You want to be full. If you go to the gym, you, you're working out to feel better, to look better, whatever it is. We want the rewards. If we read something, we want the knowledge. We want the reward in every scenario. Every scenario, we want the reward. So Paul said, I'm doing this thing for the reward. He said, if I do this thing willingly, what are you willing to do for the gospel? That means we're not forcing you. You're choosing to lay your life down. It's a choice. God is looking for someone to make the choice. God doesn't want to have to beat you into doing this. Put your hands behind your back. Put you in time out. God doesn't want to have to do that. He wants you to choose to lay your life down for someone else. So he says, the question is, what are we willing to do for the gospel? So Paul said, for I do, for if I do this thing willingly, I receive my reward. All right. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me, it won't even matter. It won't even matter. Go ahead, Mel. What is my reward then? Barely that, when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. What is the reward that we're working for? What is our, what is the, what, why are we doing what we do? Is it all just to make money? Or do we care about someone else? Do we care about someone else being saved? You know, we don't really think about that. I, I, you know, I really haven't heard many people even bring up someone else's salvation. I really hadn't heard them bring that up. Unless it's a relative that has passed on and then everyone puts them in heaven. But beyond that, I haven't really heard anyone talk about someone's salvation. We never say, well, you know, I'm not going to do this to so-and-so because I don't want to put them in a bad position where they might disobey God. We don't think about that, but we should. We should be willing to do something to encourage those around us. Keep following him. Even when it's tough, hold on to the faith. We need to have faith. Because times get tough. We don't know how this is going to work, how that's going to work. But through all of that, we still have to show people around us, I'm going to hold on to God till the very end. Somebody might call me crazy for it, but I'm going to hold on to him. So let's read down, Mel. For though I be free from all men, Yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. Now, Paul is going to get into some interesting things here. He says he's free, yet he's bounded himself. He's given himself for the gospel to save the people. That's what he's doing. He's all about helping God's people. You know, 
may have been brought up our natural family earlier. We care about our natural family, our mother, our father, sister, brother, whoever. We, we care about them. Suppose we had that care for our spiritual family. Suppose we had that care. Suppose maybe we don't have it. Suppose we were working to get it, though. Suppose we were trying to get better at that. Suppose. We should be willing to do that for the gospel. Go ahead, man. And unto the Jews, I became as a Jew. Now, this is what Paul did. Displaying his wisdom. The scriptures are able to make thee wise. So after reading this, we should learn these things. He said unto the Jew. Unto the Jews, I became. As a Jew. Now, he was a Jew, but that didn't mean he believed in all of their practices. He was a Jew anyways. But that didn't mean he believed everything they said. So that means there may have been some times Paul adapted to their beliefs, but now it wasn't sins now. And he didn't change. He didn't conform to their ways their mindset but there are some things we can do to help someone see I might not agree with what's being taught at a particular church but now that doesn't mean if I have a friend that's going there that doesn't mean I may never go there and visit with them that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean, oh, well, I went there and now I believe with it. That doesn't mean that either. That's just me trying to show this person. Look, you can trust me. You can count on me. We can have conversations about God. Now, some people, it won't work. <laughs> some people, they don't care what you do. But to some, it will. Someone will remember, man, they came to my church. They might come to yours. And who knows what will happen if they come. They might just hear something or see something to change everything that they learned thus far. So Paul said, and unto the Jews, I became as a Jew. Uh-huh. That I might gain the Jews. That I might help them. That's what he was about. He was about helping. What are we willing to do to help each other? Just because somebody might be from a different culture. I might go to their house. They say, oh, but we don't wear shoes in the house. Am I supposed to get upset with them? <laughs> Am I going to get mad and say, look. Well, that's the culture here. We're wearing shoes and I'm not taking mine off. How can I help that person if I have that type of attitude? I have to be able to become like them. Now, again, there are limitations on this. But something as simple as taking my shoes off, 
there's no sin in that. There's no harm in that. Now you you might need to watch where you step. <laughs> but there's no harm in that. So that's what Paul did. We talked about it uh, recently. We won't go to those scriptures tonight, but even Paul circumcised Timothy. Now, Paul didn't believe that circumcision was necessary to be saved, but he did that for the Jews' sake so he could reach them. Now, I'm sure he didn't reach everybody. There's no way he did. But he reached someone. Someone was watching. So that's what we're, we should set out to do. Do something. Because people are watching us. You know, we don't really recognize that people are watching what we do. People are watching how we respond. People are watching our facial expression. I remember... Uh, I can't remember where I was. I think I was at work or somewhere. Uh, but something was said. And <laughs> I didn't open my mouth. But there was this look all over my face. And someone there pointed it out. And I said, oh, man, I didn't even know I was looking like that. <laughs> I didn't even know. So. Think about that and ask yourself, how often do I show how I feel? How often do I show that people are watching? And so if people see me frowning up, appearing to be upset, you know, people are going to be less likely to approach me. They're not going to want to talk to me because they're going to say every time I see them, they, they got a frown on their face. They're looking upset. They're not going to want to talk to me. So it's something, and I still feel that I need to get better with that. But it is something that I'm aware of. We have to be willing to make some changes to help someone. It's about us helping other people. People are watching what we do. People are watching what we say and what we don't say. We have friends, people around us. If people say some things and we don't respond to it, you know, there are some people, they'll continue to hammer at something if we never say anything about it. There are some people like that. They'll keep making certain comments, trying to get a response from you. So people are watching. And so... If we recognize that someone is watching, what are we willing to do to show them the light of Christ? What are we willing to do? He told us if someone compel you to go one mile, go two, go twain, two miles. We have to be willing to go the extra mile. We're not always going to be happy about it. But. To help someone be saved. You know we're talking about eternity. How valuable. Is eternity to us. How valuable is that. Every day I wake up. I should be thinking about. Man I have to keep working towards my eternity. Yeah I'm working towards some natural things. 
but I know it's going to fade away. Everything about my life, my legs, my walking ability, my eyes, they'll grow dim. My strength, it'll fade away. My marriage, it'll fade away. One day, one of us is going to leave or both at the same time. Only God knows. Everything that I have is going to fade away. And I'm not trying to make anybody sad. <laughs> but I do want you to think about eternity. What are we willing to do towards that? Not only for ourselves, but for one another. Because if I'm only thinking about myself heading over into eternity, I'm already losing. Because God told me that Think about someone else. Esteem somebody else over myself. What are we willing to do, though? How often am I willing to put someone else before me? So, Paul said, when I was around the Jews, basically what he's saying is, when I was around the Jews, I did some things I might not have cared to do. If I weren't around them, but I did it to help them. We have to be that watchful. He told us to watch. We have to watch and know the people around us. Know what things can help them potentially. Now, of course, we're not God. We don't know everything. But we should at least pick up on someone's behavior and say, well, I know they don't respond very well to this but I know they'll respond well to that. Some people respond well to being encouraged. So we have to say, well, maybe I should throw a word of encouragement to them. What are we going to do to help one another? So Paul said, this is what I did to the Jews, all right? To them that are under the law, as under the law, mm -hmm. that I might gain them that are under the law. All right. To them that are without law, as without law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. He said to the Gentiles, to the non-Jews, they weren't following the law. So I became as one of them to help them. Because even though they weren't following, they weren't under uh, the Old Testament law, they still should have been under the laws of Christ, but they weren't following those. So he said, I did some things to help them. Go ahead, man. To the weak became I as weak, mm -hmm. that I might gain the weak. To the weak, to the people struggling with this, struggling with that, as we all have and are. To them, I showed them my weaknesses. He even told us, in another place, in the book of Romans, he said, Look, even when I'm trying to do good, evil is present with me. He's showing us his weakness. As great and as strong as Paul was, he said, evil is still present with me. There's no good thing dwelling in the flesh. He, he showed us his weakness. As great of a person as he is and was. You know, when we, <laughs> there's certain people in the world, we just don't even feel they have a weakness. Once a person gets to a certain level, a certain height, 
we don't even see the weaknesses they have because they have so many strengths. But Paul said, no, I still knew how to relate to someone to let them know, look, I came, I came through the same thing that you're struggling with now. God helped me get through there. What are we willing to do to help someone else? Now, I'm not saying go and tell everybody all your business because that'd be a big mistake. Don't tell them all your problems that you've had in the past, every mistake you made. I'm not saying that. But be wise. Know what things we can share. Know what we can't. So Paul said to the weak, I became weak. I showed them my weaknesses so that I could help them. See, Paul was always about helping people. What are we willing to do for someone else? That's all we're talking about. What are we willing to do to help? All right. I have made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. He's trying to save somebody. He's trying to help them be saved. I don't want you to think Paul has the power to save. God does that. But he uses us to help each other. Because if you think you can be saved without anybody else, <laughs> you're sadly mistaken. But I don't need nobody to be saved. What? <laughs> How were you born? You needed someone. How did you learn to talk? You needed someone. How did you learn to read? How did you learn to walk? How did you learn to do any of the things that we do as people? We needed someone. Paul, even after, now he was talking to God himself, and God instructed him to go and talk to Ananias. God himself could have told Paul, but he chose not to. Because he was teaching him, we need somebody else. No matter how strong we are, we need somebody else. Even the people we say we don't need, even the people we say we hate, we need them. He told us to love our enemies. That means we need our enemies. How can you love an enemy if you don't have an enemy? We need people. So what are we willing to do? Paul said, I'm doing everything I can to save. And we've seen that through his life. He did whatever he could to save someone. He took beatings. He took uh, being put in prison. He took people lying on him, talking about him. Doing him wrong, as we would say. But he did it. Because he was looking out for someone else. He knew he was going to get his reward. Sometimes the devil may fool us. After we've gotten in here, going alone, somewhere down the line, the devil starts to put some doubt in us. Because he's trying to cause us to lose our reward. Let's keep reading, man. And this I do for the gospel's sake. That I might be partaker thereof with you. He said, I'm doing this for the gospel's sake. I'm doing this for you guys. We're all, <laughs> I know that people think about this song, we're all in this together. That's really what it is. 
He said, well, I'm doing this for you guys' sake. Not just for my own. Sure, he was going to get a reward. But we all can get this reward. So Paul, he was running for his life, all right? Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run, that ye may obtain. He said, we have a reward. We have to be willing to go and get it. You know, even with the Olympics coming up, the people competing, they're working so very hard to win, to be the, the top person in whichever sport. They're trying, they're all putting in work, doing what it takes to succeed. We have to be the same way in the gospel. We got to put in the work. Faith without works is dead. We know that. So what are we willing to do? So that's what we're talking about tonight. What are we willing to do for the gospel? For the people? Not just for myself. I've did a lot of things for myself in life. What am I willing to do for someone else? What are we willing to do? It's a simple question. But we know there's a lot of things we are willing to do. Forgiveness is one of them. If someone does wrong, we hold it against them. All while we want people to forgive us. We have to be willing to forgive someone else. We got to let it go. I know it's easier said than done. But with God, all things are possible. With him, we can but we have to be willing to forgive one another. That's what love is, forgiveness. God so loved us, he forgave us because we crossed him. I can tell you in times past in my life, if someone crossed me, there was no forgiveness. But God had to change that. Because how can I be saved if I don't forgive? I have to be willing to do that for someone else. The same way God was willing to do it for me. So we love him, the Bible tells us, because he first loved us. So now what am I willing to do for someone else? I have to be willing to love. I have to be willing to love. So I thank God for you guys. It's, it's simple. It just comes down to what are we willing to do? You know, there's some things in life we say, well, I'm just not doing that. That's our decision. But for us to be saved, and not only us, but for someone else to be saved, what are we not willing to do? What are we not willing to do? Because we will draw the line in the sand and say, well, I'm not doing it. Is it worth eternity, though? Is it worth someone else's eternity? Why hinder someone else from being saved? Why stop them? Why hold them up? We should love each other enough to want to see people saved. So, 
I won't do all the talking. <laughs> I know people get tired of hearing me talk, so I'll let you guys listen to Melvin. <laughs> but at this time, I do appreciate you guys, as always, for just hearing things of the Word of God. Because it's important. So at this time, I will turn it over to Melvin. Thank you guys again. Yeah, definitely hope you got something out of that message. And the question is really true. And I know it's tough for a lot of us. What are we willing to do when we sit down and, and take a look at who we're willing to help? And because we can definitely, for our family, you know, they may do something and we can overlook it. But with anybody else, you know, we want them to pay for what they did. And that's having respect to persons, which God, you know, does not have. And if we say we want to be like him, then we can't have that either. A lot of things that we look at and we'll say that that is unforgivable. It was mentioned in our in our Zoom study a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we look at murder. I believe Tony was saying that we look at murder is that unforgivable sin. But um, there's much more to being a murderer than Webster's Dictionary of it. You know, we look at somebody being a murderer as somebody killing someone else. But in the scripture, we see that we are murderer if we hate our brother. So if we despise somebody and we then we are murderers. So we're saying, you know, we should not be forgiven. But even murderer is is forgiven because we can take a look at paul before he was paul when he was saul and he was killing people or praising god you know praising jesus and you see what god turned himself around to do turn paul around that is to do the majority of the new testament you know is written by him a murderer so Definitely, definitely. What are we willing to do? I don't have that much more to say because that is already a heavy message as it is. I mean, like verse 19, Paul said, even though he's free, he's made himself servant to others. And that's what God has called all of us to do, love others. But we look at the word love as just uh, a noun, which is it's an action. So, but that's all I have to say um, for tonight. As my weekly, weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, where we cover topic, where we cover topics just like this. Um, it's a great topic each and every single night, and we always have a good time. And we would love to see each and every single one of you guys there to join in on the message. And there are no comments because we are pre-recording this. So if you, but please leave your comments and questions, even though it's not live, we'll definitely get back to you at, at any point in time or send them in the inbox. Because as I always say, if you have a question, then I guarantee you somebody else will have that exact same question. So we definitely look forward to hearing from you guys. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Counted all joy, counted all joy. Again, there is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm, even though it doesn't seem like it. There is. So thank you guys for tuning in. And if God blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. And just a reminder, next week will be another pre-recorded message as well as the next Thursday, August 12th. So we hope to see you to be back in front of the camera live on August 19th. So we'll see you guys then. Have a happy and safe, blessed weekend. Thank you guys for tuning in.
Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Always.